Morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Awesome Economics. Talking through all things money, investing and how to increase your financial IQ. On today's episode, I'm going to talk you through why it would have been a far better idea to teach me about money as opposed to teaching me German. I'm going to take you through my journey in economics, where I started and where I am now and where I'm hoping to move on to. And then at the end, I've got a nice little Phil recommends for you, um, a great little resource, which again, I think was a, a lot of help for me and hopefully will be as much help for you guys. So right, let's crack on. Okay, cool. So jumping straight in, why would it have been a far better idea to teach you about finance and money as it, as it would have been to teach me German? I mean, th- this, is, this isn't me having a dig at German. Um, it's just that in school, I didn't do very well at German. I wasn't very good at German. And also, I think my brothers had a little bit to play in that. So the teacher in my school, lovely teacher, if you're still there, Mrs. Bentley at Verulam School, hello. Um, actually, no, sorry, that was the science teacher. I do apologise. Uh, Miss Wartenberg, if you're still there at Verulam School in St. Albans, nice to see you. Um, but basically, she didn't like me very much, pretty much because my brothers gave her havoc for the first five years before I ever went to school. So by the time I turned up, I didn't really have... I didn't really... Uh, didn't really have a chance, to be honest. Um, but anyway, right, so the point being is I've never used German to this day and I spent a phenomenal amount of time at school being taught German, right? And now there's no application. I have no application of that knowledge. I didn't even retain any of that knowledge. So my point is now is what if I had been taught for probably three to four hours a week Finance, money, budgeting, credit cards, mortgages, debt, currency. If I'd been taught that stuff, it would have been phenomenal how, how, how valuable that would be in my life now. Think about how, how much, you know, would you really, you know, with, with student debt where it is now, would you really go to university? Why not do an apprenticeship and get paid while you learn anyway? Um, why take on that debt for probably the next 30 years of your life? Um, and has phenomenal amounts of interest on top of it. That's something a lot of people don't realise, that university debt, student debt, outweighs and is bigger than all credit card debt in the UK put together. That's a lot of debt. It's literally the government's biggest earner. That's why they want you to go to university. That's why they want you to do it, because it makes them loads of money. It's not because they're nice. It's not because they care about you. Right, so moving on. So that's my point. It's it's so I would have been far better learning about learning about money, learning about how to actually budget, like do a budget for what you have coming in, what goes out, what you can spend, what you can't spend. That would have been far more valid for me. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying German's bad at all. I'm just saying it would have been more valid for me to learn about. Um, to learn about finances and anything to do with money, which is has which would be actual applicable knowledge, would have been far better for me to learn that um, than trying to learn German, which was just like banging my head against a brick wall. Um, but yeah, okay, so there we go. Lovely. Moving on, right. Take you straight into my journey in economics. Now that is a very very fancy term for me saying sort of what have I done with my money, where did I start, where have I sort of got to. Um, so right, take you to a little little quick little snippet of me. Um, I was a PT for eight years in London, um, worked in, worked for big corporates, worked with modeling agencies, worked with celebrities. Yes, I did. Um, 
yeah, did all that, really enjoyed it. That was a career I very much enjoyed. Um, did that, and I'll be honest with you, I never never earned too much money doing it, um, but but I always enjoyed it. That's the main point. You've got to enjoy what you do. Very, very important. Um, and then while I was doing that, I was uh, very fortunate I was able to, to buy a flat in London. Um, and again, I bought in what I'd considered to be, at the time, was quite a bad area. I remember when I first got the tube, I was a bit like, oh, do I really want to live here? Um, it was Tooting. Um, and of course, that's that's changed massively in the last few years. Um, so tooting now is, you know, I bought at the right time. Uh, the property went up in value. Um, there was gentrification. Um, and, you know, now it's actually a really nice area. And I'll be honest, I can't really take any credit for that in, in an investment point of view because it was a fluke. I happened to buy somewhere and it happened to go up in value. I didn't plan on it. I didn't see it happening. I didn't know enough about finance. I didn't know enough about investing in general. So I can't take any credit for that. Happy coincidence, fluke, whatever it is, sweet. I'm, I'm good with it, yeah. So from that point of view, um, I actually, once that was done, that was all put through, I was living there, happy as Larry, whatnot, whatnot, still a PT. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a very, very, by Robert Kiyosaki, very, very important book. If you haven't read it, please go out and read it. It is, it's the number one book that I recommend to everybody. It'll reset the way that you look at money in general. Um, and it'll kind of put you, it kind of opens up Pandora's box and puts you down the wormhole because you kind of just want to keep learning from that point, which I think is really, really fantastic. If, if there's one book that can do that, I think that's fantastic and change your whole perception on stuff. Um, so yeah, Rich, Red Rich poured out, and that really started allowing me to view property as an asset that could make you money. Um, and then more uh, from that, actually, I found the Property Hub. Um, they're a fantastic source of information for property investment. I would, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and then from there, I saw that I could, at that point, certain stages in my life had changed. Uh, I had a partner now, uh, and we were looking at we we were like right, let's move out of London. We found somewhere in Reading. Um, and then it was a case that was like, right, well, why don't I keep this? It kind of cash flows nicely. Um, so I took out a buy-to-let mortgage on it, which paid back the current mortgage, which meant that I had money left over to then go and reinvest. Um, so that's what I did. So that's now a nice rental property that I have. Um, living ready. Sweet. Nice one. First investment. Tick. Done. Um, then from that, uh, I, there was a lot of sort of development from, from from a personal point of view that went into education. Um, and that was just reading everything I could get my hands on in terms of um, commodities investing, specifically property investing, um, a lot of wider knowledge, global economic books, like um, When Currencies Destroy Nations, which is about the, uh, the the currency collapse in Zimbabwe in 2008, which is a fantastic book. So I just started really reading around a lot of different subjects. Um, and then... so. Lots of education, lots of education. I had a fantastic um, deal actually come through through to me through a, a property sourcer, which I wasn't really looking to to use, but that came through. So I started developing that. So I'm on track right now to actually buy uh, four flats in the north because you can get some great deals at the minute up north. The housing market in general is terrible, which is a great thing for investors. So up north as well, so much for your money, so much for your money. Just don't even bother with south of Birmingham. Crack on up north. It's where you're going to make money if you're looking to do that in property. Um, and then, so that's going on. And now I'm looking at, I'm actually investing in commodities, physical commodities that I hold, gold and silver. Um, crypto, I think, is incredibly interesting but vast. Um, if you didn't buy into Bit Bitcoin, if you didn't buy into Ethereum, that boat's already sailed. Start looking at the coins which they can actually be used. They're actually good for services. Um, that's what I would look into. 
Um, and then the other thing that I'm looking into, which is kind of why I'm moving more into crypto and uh, physical assets, is actually I think we're on the brink of a dollar collapse, which a few people are talking about. Well, actually, a lot of people are talking about behind the behind the scenes if you look for it. They're talking about it, um, and that's something that everyone should be looking out for, um, which is why physical assets are places to store your money. It's a great thing to do. Um, so that's me, really, up to date right now. So I, I invest in property, a bit, little bit investing in commodities, and just a lot of education, really enjoying it. That's me. That's my journey in economics. That's where I am right now, and I'm really enjoying it. That's why I'm putting this podcast together. Absolutely fantastic. I think I think more people should know about economics because it's actually a really it's a really awesome subject. And who doesn't like being better with money? Come on, who doesn't like being better with money? There you go, there you go. Um, lovely. And at the start, I did say to you guys, I had a Phil recommend. So every episode, I'm just going to recommend something that um, that was really helpful for me, and I hope it would be helpful for you guys. Now, uh, it's a book this week. So the book I'm recommending is The Richest Man in Babylon. I can't actually, I don't actually have the author's name in front of me, but it's a very famous book. It's been around for many years. Um, it takes you back to sort of like the ancient uh, Greeks and when money was starting to just become a thing. Um, now, the two takeaway points I had from this book were there's a rule of 10%. So if you're even thinking about getting into investing and you're wondering how to do it, take what you earn every month and just take out 10% and put it somewhere. Because the honest, the honest thing is, you probably won't notice it's gone and you can live on 90%. You probably won't notice the difference. But that little 10% every month, over a year, that's actually a decent amount of money to then crack on with investing. So it's a great way to start your investment snowball rolling. Fantastic way to do it. And that was a real, that real little gem I took from that book. I really liked that. Um, then the other thing that I really, really liked from The Richest Man in Babylon was they use a phrase in it and it's, don't ask a brickmaker to buy you jewels. And that is just referring to, if you want to know about something, go to somebody who specializes in it. I'm a very big believer in mentors. So go and find somebody that's done it, learn from them. That's, that, that's the way it works. My, my property mentor has about eight properties and he has a great passive income, which are both things that I'm looking for. And he's doing them successfully right now today. That's someone I want to learn from. That's somebody who I'm willing to pay money to take me through it. There's a lot of people like this who will tell you, you know, the one question you should always ask when you're talking about investment and you're talking about specific investment and someone's saying, oh, don't do it. Oh, it's a terrible idea. You know, this, that and the other. You just need to ask them if they're doing it. If they are doing it, take on board what they're saying, but then also have your own perspective on what they're saying to you. If they have never done it, so if somebody is saying, oh, don't invest in property, and they've never invested in property, just completely and utterly discount what they're saying because it's an uninformed opinion and you don't need that. That's somebody, what that is actually is somebody who's scared. That is someone who is scared of the potential or scared of the risk and they, they base down the balls to do it. So all you need to say is, okay, well, it's an uninformed opinion, which isn't really an opinion because you're just going on what other people tell you. Um, and then all you do is go, cool, crack on. And go make your life awesome. Lovely. Right. Well, that is enough for me. That's enough for this week. Um, if you like this, give it a like. Throw a comment in underneath. That would be awesome. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, you can find us um, on Instagram at awesome underscore echo. So that's awesome underscore echo is E-C-O. Um, thanks a lot for listening. This has been so much fun. Um, and I'll have another fresh one for you next Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>